Before we get started, this is going to be a rough episode for some viewers. It deals with a very sensitive topic of school shootings. We're not going to be going into very many of the gory details, but it is still something to be aware of before we begin. With that out of the way, ahoy ahoy and welcome to What We Consume, a show about all the things we put into our minds and bodies. I'm your host, King Hagathor, and with me as always is... Hey, it's me, Kevin. We're bumbling, we're stumbling, and we're here to play. You should see us at the start of every podcast. It's quite a day. I tried to rhyme a little bit, but I guess I'm still here to say. I messed everything up, and hopefully you guys still love me. I know I'm the glue that keeps this podcast together. And once again, we are joined by our special guest, Michael. I am back out of my hole. It wasn't even that long. We, we weren't planning on having him back on so soon, but uh, when he uh, found out what this week's topic was, he slithered back out of his hole to join us. Yeah, something about school shootings. What we consume. Yeah. That shouldn't get you excited at all. <laughs> That's gross. What the audience doesn't know is that uh, Mike stays in a little footlocker underneath my desk when we're not using him. He's like the gimp from uh, Pulp Fiction. True. I haven't seen that movie in so long, so I don't remember. How do you forget that? I forget so many things about movies, but then as soon as I watch them, I remember them. It's hard to recall the memories in my brain. That's like, There's so many. I'm a complex man. That's like part of the movie where I stop losing interest, and then I forget half the movie after that. So, You uncultured swine. I'm s- so, yes, this week's topic is Columbine. Like I said, we're not going to go into many of the details of like the actual event. We're mostly going to be talking about what came after. So, April 20th, aka 420 for the marijuana enthusiasts that won't shut the fuck up about the number, or Hitler's birthday for you fascist fucks, was the day of Columbine. So wait, Hitler, April 20th, Hitler's, 1999. So Hitler's birthday is on 420 and everybody celebrates 420? Yeah. So ever he just got his way. I can't believe all of you. All of the stoners are Nazis. He was more of an amphetamine kind of guy. They're all Nazis. I can't believe you people who smoke weed. Also had weird poops. So Anyways, I, uh, I bet I bet all the people who smoke uh, have weird poops too. You're being very unkind to the stoner community. Yeah, that's not cool, man. That's a large part of our audience. You just threw him over the Yeah, it's at the least half of them. Eh. It's probably pretty close, though, yeah. What happened? Eric David Harris, sorry, Davis Harris, who was 18 at the time, and Dylan Bennett Klebold, who was 17, walked into Columbine High School in Littleton, Colorado, carrying a duffel bag full of pipe, uh, sorry, propane bombs. They retreated to their car and waited for the bombs to detonate, but the bombs didn't detonate as planned. Once they realized their failure, they re-entered the school where they opened fire. Less than an hour later, 12 students, one teacher, and both murderers were all dead. And there was also over 20 people injured. Now, the first recorded school shooting in America was in Charlottesville, Virginia, November 12, 1840, when Joseph Semmes killed his law professor, John Anthony Gardner Davis. Since then, the amount of incidents grew almost every decade after. These school shootings were often isolated incidents with a clear target and typically a low body count. The 1970s saw a massive uptick with 42 incidents after the 
uh, 1960s only had 20, the most famous of which was Charles Whitman, the University of Texas tower sniper, who at that point had the highest fatality rate for something like this. Not to be outdone, the 1980s had 62 school shootings. The 1990s brought an even bloodier end to the century with 99 school shooting events. You tell me it gets lower, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, 2000s onward? Yeah. Never even heard of a school it, shooting. Not quadruple or even more. Yeah. So most, if not all, of the 1990s school shootings were, again, typically low body count and some injuries. A couple of them got pretty, like, a little bit higher, but... For the most part, they were still, like, focused killings. But none of them came close to the news story that was Columbine. The aftermath of Columbine was like a microcosm of what would happen on 9-11. Like, Columbine was, like, a more local event. Like, it was a national event, but it was really contained to America. Whereas 9-11 would be, obviously, international with, you know, like, far-reaching effects that we still dealing with but columbine was like that on a more grounded scale you know a lot of rumors a lot of uh like misplaced blame and a lot of like echoes that continue to this day right yeah it's it's when it's probably like the start of like misinformation and really like when conspiracy theories behind school shootings started right because once we have, like, Aurora and, um, oh my, I can't remember the, like, all the new ones and stuff. Sandy you know, Hook. Yeah, Sandy Hook, that's the big one, to where, like, you Nivaldi. know, Alex Jones and all of them were like, oh, it was set up by the government. This isn't real. That This same girl was there at all of them. That's, like, the, this is when all of that, like, kind of started and they used, it, it was the catalyst that, that has, you know. Yeah, it, it it definitely had a lot of that going for it. Because um, I think before then it wasn't there was nothing like there was there wasn't like as like you said there wasn't any hardcore conspiracy theories behind it or they didn't use anything to like try to blame it on like something else, right? Certainly not as much. Like it certainly wasn't nearly as prolific. Like Columbine kind of broke the mold. Uh, part of that was the body count. The other part of it was um, just how, like, in front of everyone it was. So, like, it wasn't the first school shooting of the 90s, nor even the last, uh, but its effects were felt immediately into this day, and part of that is because of cell phones and the news. Like, cell phones had been around for years, but by the spring of 1999, the amount of students and teachers carrying them was larger than it had ever been, obviously. So as soon as shots were fired, phones started ringing. Naturally, 911 was the first choice, but their services quickly became overwhelmed, and as more people became aware of the situation, people started calling news outlets, they were calling their parents, calling other loved ones, like, just, like, they wanted to talk to whoever they could, and the news outlets became a big problem, because within 20 minutes of the start, both cops and news vans were on the scene. This created another distinction between Columbine and the other school shootings that preceded it. Live, on-air coverage. Sort of. Is this when, like, Nokia phones were super popular? 
Nokia, like, the one you're thinking of uh, was just starting at this time. Like, they'd have, like, a couple more years where, like, you know, their their big bricks were, uh, like, the main thing. But, yeah, in it, it would have been right around this time that the, those phones started coming out. If only they would have had them a little bit sooner, they could have used them as body protection against bullets. And then I don't know why we went away from them now. We're, we're all to iPhones with touchscreens and stuff. We just have no. If we start getting kids to carry around Nokia's in school again, it's just of the perfect body shield. Yeah, if they made like iPads, like out of Kevlar, we'd be fine. Bro, that is actually a really good idea. You just buy a case for that, dude. No iPads, Kevlar iPads. Put them on their chest, and they walk around with iPads all day. They already have like computers and stuff. We just invented a, a billion-dollar industry that we'll never do because we're lazy pieces of crap. Somebody take our idea and save children. Uh, uh, no, copyright, copyright. Uh, d- 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 uh, fuck, what's the other word? Trademark? Uh, <laughs> trademark, <laughs> trademark. It's ours. Fuck, fuck you, listeners. But we're too lazy. Don't steal our shit. Don't you want to save children? No, they have to buy it off us. Oh my gosh, we are capitalists. Well, not not me. If, every, if if we go with what everybody fucking skin crawl with what everybody says about me, uh, I'm, I'm not part of this. Mm-hmm. Except, oh, unless it has a misogyny part, then you guys are like, oh, he's a misogynist. You said it. No, <laughs> I reiterated a dumb comment in the, the ether of the world. It's okay, dude. You ain't beating those allegations, but <laughs> so t- typically during a school shooting prior to this, the deed was over and done with before the news even caught a whiff of it. Like these events tend to be like because the ones that preceded it were typically like more focused. Like they tended to be over and done with before like even police could show up, or like police might show up, but like news was still far behind and and it was over before they'd get there this one they actually got there got set up and um by the time like because of the use of cell phones the media descended on the school like vultures desperately trying to catch the action i'm just thinking of jake gyllenhaal from nightcrawler yeah do you imagine him he somehow just gets into the school and just starts filming all of it yeah, but yeah. I've never understood like well, I've understood news and stuff, but like the people who are like sitting there watching it, I couldn't be a bystander. I I want to be a hero too much, and I think I've messed up my brain with how much superhero things I've watched. I'd have to go do something. Like if somebody's hurt, I would have to go save them. Like the people who like get knocked into like a onto like subway tracks or railroad tracks and they can't get up, and everybody's like pulling out their phone and watching, like. I'm not that guy. I'm gonna have to go help. I just I don't understand the people that go. I don't understand the people that sit there and watch. There's there's a study on that. I don't remember what it is, but uh, the bystander effect. Yeah, that we'll go with that. Just it's it's gross. Might also be called the Genovese effect. Both CNN and Fox News would end up having their highest ratings of all time up to that point on April 20th, 1999. Like, this this was massive and everyone watched it. What, so, uh, what was the highest rating before that? Would, would it, or like... Hmm. The, probably, 
probably O.J. Simpson. The birth like of either... Tucker Carlson. <laughs> when 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 was O.J. Simpson? Was that eighties or nineties? No, that was. Come on, man. We did that at, in the Domino's episode. Wait, but 95. it was a little bit. We didn't go over all of it. Yeah. Okay. So and then the the Olympics, like the bomb, the Olympic bombing in like Atlanta. Uh, that would have been 96. So this occurred. Sorry, the Bronco chase was 94, not 95. So the trial, I think, bled into 95. So this eclipsed all of it? Yes. Okay, and then there was, I guess there was nothing. I guess that quick of news, there was nothing else before that in like the 80s. Because there was what, that, that, what is the building, that building bombing? What, the World Trade Center bombing? No, 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 no. Oklahoma no. City? Yeah, Oklahoma City, and then there was another one, right? Yeah, when they bombed the World Trade Center in '93. Oh, I didn't know they did that. Yeah, yeah. There, there were other news events. Um, I think the first Iraq War was pretty big, but um, nothing compared to this at the time. How big? So, just referencing, just because I'm curious. Do you know how big, like the, um, oh my gosh, the the like Waco and stuff was? I mean, it was big, but um, Waco was a lot longer and drawn out. Um, so, like, it probably had spikes, like, first day of the siege and then, like, last day of the siege kind of thing. But um, this was all just, like, one day. And because it was real, you know, juicy, uh, like, everyone was tuned in. Do I wonder, like, I know, like, we, we have school shootings and stuff now. But, like, the last one that we had, like, I mean, it was so recent. Like, well, I remember it, but I don't, like, remember getting invested. Like, we're, like, they happen so frequently now that we're getting, like, um, what's it called when we're just, like, used to them? Desensitized? Like, yeah, we're getting so desensitized to it. It's, like, I actually, because like, this is brought up to my brain right now because of you talking about it. And, like, how big those numbers were back then. Like, I'm disgusted that the numbers aren't big now. Like, like I'm, they're big, but not, like... I'm talking about, like, um, like how much we, like, truly care about it. Like I, Oh, I thought you meant, like, you're disgusted that there aren't higher body counts. No, 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 no. I'm disgusted, <laughs> like, that, like, we, we, are, we are stopping... Like, I think as a whole, if you, like, start to look at it, we're becoming so desensitized that a lot of people are, like, stopping to care about it. Yeah, we basically got, like, trauma fatigue for school shootings. Like, it's just like, oh, Jesus, another one. Anyways, another day in America. <laughs> At this point, we're having trauma fatigue for, like, everything. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's not good, folks. Um, I, I do wonder, like, if we're going to actually do anything about it, and if we, like, took away guns, if it would stop, or if it would, like, what it would actually do. I'm, I'm curious to, like see how long it's actually gonna take us to do anything about it the way it seems like it probably won't be in our lifetimes probably not so like because the news coverage was there so fast and like immediately started filming the most dangerous aspect of this was they were filming the cops like eventually moving in and and they were like filming students hiding in classrooms Meaning if Dylan or Eric had turned on a TV, they could have ambushed the cops or tracked down more students. Right. Like, they could have looked on the TV and been like, oh shit, that's uh, Mrs. Abernathy's classroom, let's go there, you know? Like, if they had been so inclined. 
Has uh, uh, the other problem? Oh, sorry, has anything like that happened like with us? Like any of the um, like cam like recently has the, like camera crews been on site and then like shooters have like looked at the TV or something to do anything? I don't. I don't think uh, as far as school shootings. I don't think that's been a problem uh, as far as I know, but. That has happened in, like, some hostage situations where it's just like, oh, shit, they're coming in the back. Blam, blam, blam. Um, But they mostly do that in movies. I don't know how often it's actually happened in real life. I think, like, I think it has happened a few times, but I don't know how common it is. I think when it comes to, like, a school shooting, that's, like, the last thing on their mind is to check the TV or, I guess, at this point, look down at their phone and... Yeah, but I'm like, if you've planned it out, like, I, it could like I'm I'm thinking like if they like pre set it up, like they're like, I'm gonna have like this set up on my phone so I can like check it or something like this, like while I'm going. Well, it really depends on the shooter because like a lot of times these shooters are planning to die. Like, that's, like, their endgame. So it doesn't really matter how soon that bullet bullet comes or whatever. Like, so they don't really have to care about, like, who takes them out or whatever. It's just, like, I'm gonna go down at some point. But before that, like, I got some more people to kill, so pop, pop, pop. Like, I, yeah, I think what Mike said, they, they just aren't really focused on that. Uh, it's a pretty intense moment so like they got their minds on other things yeah i guess if you were focused on something like that you like it would have like not you would have to have like a bigger uh objective to do with just like school shooting like if you would want it to be like yeah this isn't like premeditated that far ahead it is it's actually that's not true well what i mean is like i don't think it's premeditated far ahead after like they're checking their phones all that for at least first, I would say a school shooting. I would say I don't think. Yeah, right. I don't know. Well, th- like they, a lot of the school shooters now, like since like starting with Columbine and since, they have been planned long in advance, and we'll get to that when we bust a couple of myths later. But yeah, like uh, the news is just like probably not something they even really considered. Yeah. Uh, I'm just I- until. I guess I'm just Later. wondering if schools. I don't. I don't know the statistics. I guess I should like if school shootings are more of like passion killings or if they're like, um, like I premeditated or like um, for something else. Like they're not just like spur of the moment. Like you, you know, like uh, like just bringing up like psychopaths or something. Like would they like just break at one moment and then like go on a killing spree? Like it's just like. They're planning it. We'll get we'll get to that in a in a little bit. Uh, I, I'm just wondering so, what the statistics are like between that, like compared to the other one. I don't have the actual statistics, but school shooters and to a lesser extent mass shooters like come from all over the spectrum. Like it it is mostly male, but um, but it tends to like, but uh, like some of them. Like, some of them are jocks, some of them are goths, some of them are nerds, some of them are, you know, uh, rich kids. Well, with our most like, recent one, it was a trans person, and that's been a really big deal lately. 
What were what was yeah, what were um, they originally biologically? That I don't matter. Look into. I'm just curious. What have we ever had like a true female school shooter? Yes, they're rarer, but they absolutely exist. Like a like a big mass one. No, there might be, but uh, I can't think of one off the top of my head. Okay. It it tends to skew more towards male. Let's let's get back on let's get back on the track then. Okay. So uh besides like those obvious dangers of like them like you know using the news to like as like their own surveillance, uh the other problem was less immediately apparent but every bit as dangerous. So while print media took down notes, interviewed survivors and had all night to type up, edit, fact check their story, Live video was broadcasting what they heard in real time, meaning no time for fact checking. Right. So you'd and have, even so you'd have like students even, running out and just saying something, and that could be total BS at that point. Yeah, they'd be running out covered in blood, adrenaline pumping, traumatized, and there'd be a camera and a microphone stuck in their face, just like what happened, and they would have to just say whatever they could, like, uh, uh, I don't know, like, it was multiple shooters, or, like, uh, they, like, I heard someone say they're going after minorities, like, And we know that's anything. unreliable now, like, as you, as, right. like, more research has been done, just, like, in general, of, like, witness testimony to like at the, like the exact moment and stuff yeah um so even with that extra time print media also ended up printing a lot of misinformation several papers wrote that the death toll was over 20 so it wasn't just live news however as possibly jonathan jonathan swift wrote uh quote falsehoods flies and the truth comes limping after you guys might have heard the other version which is incorrectly attributed to mark twain a lie makes it around the world before the truth ever puts on its boots so like the the false narratives about this were flying immediately so in the aftermath like there was a lot of narratives being pushed that were just completely untrue or were like partially true and what you have to remember is Columbine was a big school. It had about 2,000 students attending at the time, and Harris and Cleveland were only two of them. So most students didn't even know them or didn't know them very well. And while their adrenaline was spiked before they could even catch their breath, news cameras, police, microphones, cameras were all in their face wanting to know every detail, just anything. And, you know, like, I, I'm not blaming the students that, like, some of them weren't accurate or rational it's just like it's very hard to deal with like all of that in a traumatic situation and then like that those words are just being taken and thrown out into national news coverage right so so like in an hour later like people in fucking new york and florida are like oh so this was goth kids killing their tormentor bullies or whatever this is just some of the incorrect statements reported from the day of the event and the following weeks as the story quote-unquote unfolded. So, Washington Post, up to 25 die in Colorado school shooting. Los Angeles Times, gunmen stalk school, killing up to 25 and wounding 20. Denver Post, high school massacre, Columbine bloodbath leaves up to 25 dead. 
Now, as I previously stated, the death toll at Columbine was 12 students, one teacher, and the two shooters themselves for a grand total of 15, still making it the deadliest school shooting at the time, until it was unfortunately beaten by the attack at the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in 2018, where 17 people died. But it's still pretty irresponsible to fudge the numbers that far. Is there's, like, I'm trying to remember back to when I was in school, because, like, I have a PR degree, and then, like, I had to take a bunch of news classes, and, like, that's the majority of them. There's no, Mm -hmm. as far as I remember when I was in school, there was no, like, rules or procedures that, like, we go over to not like not have misinformation or not report like the wrong thing it's more of like when you get into a company they have like their own procedure to so they like so they hold their credibility but like as a whole there is like a whole nation or as a whole um like certain field there's no like these are the steps that we take so this doesn't happen i wonder like why they're why there isn't the state of journalism in america is pretty fucking ugly right now but hasn't it always been like like i know it was i know it's gotten worse just because with the internet and stuff and social media but like it's always yeah it's always been like a lot of misinformation if you look back well to an extent there's there's always been yellow journalism but uh there's also always been like true journalistic integrity however these days it feels like it's all there's a lot less integrity going around i just wonder Um, i just wonder why there's no like standards that like are taught like because i don't remember i mean there certainly should be it's all about the numbers like well it really is because when you get into the when you get into the news classes like the first thing that they tell you literally the first thing is if it bleeds it leads so like, make sure you put the worst thing first. Yeah. But so like, if you're always doing that and always going that way, like I know you might not have as much clicks, but like, I I think that would call that's probably the cause of a lot of your misinformation. It's also very hard to win like a libel case in America. In Europe, it's a lot easier to like be caught for libel. Uh, in America, it's much harder, although Fox News just got hit with a pretty brutal one. Like, I think it's like a tenth of their company's worth they just lost. Yeah, uh, a lot's going on with Fox right now. I think even with like yeah. CNN, there's been some people like... Yeah, being... uh, earlier today, Tucker Carlson and uh, Don Lemon were both fired for different reasons. Um, I don't think those have been disclosed, right? I don't, I don't uh, think the reasons. has. Yeah. Uh, probably not. And I know Don has been, like, posting a bunch of stuff about it. But he, I don't think he's disclosed anything. <laughs> They're probably both, um, like, NDA'd or, like, something like that to where they can't say anything. Right. Most likely. Um, there's also probably some, like, other, uh, legal aspects to it. Like, trying to work out settlements or, uh, uh, not settlements, um, uh, severance. Uh, yeah, they're they're about to get a couple million. We'll see. Uh, it's too early to say anything for certain in that. And uh, we got 
more stuff to do. So, uh, another myth. Two quiet kids snapped. They didn't snap. They planned this for over a year. Uh, Eric had been planning it for even longer. Uh, they also weren't quiet loners, but we'll get to that in a minute. The main thing was they were just inhibited by their own conf- uh, incompetence. Uh, their plans were far grander than just killing 12 students, a teacher, and themselves. Columbine's always been described as a school shooting because that's what it ended up being, but that was never their intention. They'd planned for it They'd planned it for over a year as a massive terrorist incident that would dwarf Oklahoma City. Their homemade propane bombs were intended to kill everyone in the cafeteria, meaning hundreds dead. Then any survivors fleeing out the door would be gunned down by them in the parking lot. Finally, they would gun down any first responders arriving at the scene, and more bombs in their car would take out any investigators. This was supposed to be a massive event, but when their shitty homemade pipe... or propane bombs didn't blow up and just like kind of set off the fire alarms they were like oh well fuck well we still have guns yeah i guess we're gonna have to turn off bad company by bad company (laughs) yeah did they Uh, did they figure out why the propane bombs didn't like actually do anything because despite eric being pretty smart for a uh 18 year old they were both still fucking idiot teenagers and they just fucked it up there is a small comfort in how miserably they failed in that kind of carnage because eric also uh wrote in his journal that he wanted to flee hijack an airplane and fly it into a building like he wanted to be osama bin laden level terrorist before like most of america even knew who bin laden was and instead is remembered only as like a piece of shit school shooter are are we gonna go into his psyche at all like did does he did did they ever figure out, like, why he hated, like, I guess, America or the, like, the, the society? He hated things. everybody. Because he, uh, he, he thought he was better than all yeah, of them. Yeah, he was just a an asshole. Of, so was he, like, yeah. did they figure out that he was, like, a true psychopath or something like that? They, there are a lot of uh, experts that, like, have, I guess, determined that he was a textbook psychopath, like, an actual psychopath. Um, was he the one that was. From the military family that moved around a lot, or is that the other one? Uh, yeah, his his dad worked for one of the big military companies that uh, that had uh, I, I I can't remember if it was like Northup Grumman or um, or uh, one of the other ones, but um, or or like Raytheon or whatever. But uh, yeah, it, um, his dad had moved around a bit uh, and worked for some kind of defense contractor. Right. So I was just uh, wondering that maybe that kind of, I, I didn't look too far to, I assume that maybe his moving around just kind of played into his mental psyche a little bit. I mean, it might've been, but it like, it also seems pretty apparent that he just was an actual psychopath. Uh, and also like severely narcissistic, narcissistic. Like he thought he was like, a, a god and we're all just ants living in his world uh he also wrote a lot about uh raping uh women like he he had inclinations of being like basically a ted bundy and like if he had gone down that road he probably could have been well it's a good thing he stopped himself yeah and instead he wasn't patient enough for that and went for his one big blast he got too narcissistic. He wanted everybody to see him 
I guess. Yeah, uh, it's it's very performative violence. Like it, the the stage is a big influence on him. But like, not like the actual stage, but like Col- Columbine was his stage, right? Another myth was that they targeted specific students, jocks, minorities, or Christians. The truth is, they killed indiscriminately. Some people would be shot and left wounded. Some would be killed outright, and some were left completely unharmed. After their initial plan failed, they basically just randomly killed until they got bored, and then they killed themselves. Another myth is that Eric and Dylan listened to Marilyn Manson. Uh, that one's just simply not true. They thought his music was lame, and they listened to Ramstein and other German industrial music. Uh, Marilyn Manson's pretty shitty. I don't... <laughs> Individual I don't, yeah. and musician-wise, I don't give a shit. He had a, he had a really nice quote about Columbine. Like, uh, I think it was in uh, Bowling for Columbine, where... Like somebody asked him, like, what w- what would you say to uh, Eric and Dylan to try to like stop them from going down this path? And he was like, I wouldn't have said anything. I would have just listened, which is a lot nicer than like a lot of other people's uh, opinions of it. But still, like Marilyn Manson is a giant piece of shit after all. Yeah, I can't. Th- I like. Uh, I think he's the one I'm like think of. Like I'm thinking of. He's just the weird looking guy, right? He's like. He he is, is he, very he pale? does have a very weird um, stage presence. Is he like super pale? Yeah, he's the one yeah. that everyone made the the myth about him removing his ribs to suck his own dick. Oh, that was like his the, his whole thing, even though he never actually did that. He's, he's still alive. Yeah, and, like, and he's not the only right? one they've said that about. What? He's still alive and doing stuff, right? Or is there another like Manson or like? Yeah, no, it's him. Uh, he's still alive. Uh, he recently kind of got me too'd. Um, I never really looked into it, so I can't say any details. But um, yeah, it turns out he's not a good guy. Yeah, he got like he he had like a resurgence in like the twenty tens, didn't he? Of popularity, or is that another guy I'm thinking of that's super pale? Dude, I I don't know. I can't keep up with your super pale people. Yeah, I'm not sure. Anyways, uh, next one. The myth was that Dylan and Eric were loners, victims of bullying, and part of the Trenchcoat Mafia. They were both active in school activities. They dated. They were on the bullying team, or bullying class at least. They were active at like sporting events. Like They'd go watch them and everything. They were sometimes bullied because fucking everyone was, but they were also massive bullies themselves. They would frequently harass people uh, by calling them slurs aimed at gay people. I don't remember if they were overly racist, but they were pricks. Still, they were... Well, Eric was fairly popular, and Dylan was mainly just his lackey. Uh, Dylan was a very depressed kid and probably could have been let off the path if, you know, he had made better friends than fucking Eric Harris. But Eric Harris is probably a psychopath and therefore, like, that kind of sealed his fate. Like, Dylan wouldn't have done this on his own. Not to, like, remove any guilt from him. He's still one of the two shitheads, but... Yeah, he still shot um, people. Yeah, but, like... There was a time up to a certain point where he could have been, you know, steered away and he could have been, you know, 
fucking anything else. What do they what, what do they call the like duos? Like one's always like more assertive and one's like weak or Oh. Um I I know what you're talking about, but I can't remember what it's yeah. called. I mostly just think of like uh the big bulldog from Tom and Jerry and the little scrappy shithead that runs around with him. Cause it was basically that relationship. Okay. <laughs> also the trench coat mafia didn't really exist anymore at that point. Um, it started because a guy the year before them bought a trench coat for a, like from Costco for a vampire Halloween costume. And soon his group of friends were all wearing them and they were somewhat ironically calling themselves the trench coat mafia. They were also like fairly bullied. So they all stuck together Dylan and Eric weren't even, like, they were only, like, on the outskirts of that. Like, they they weren't really hanging out with them. They just thought trench coats were cool, too. Yeah, and those were, like, upperclassmen to them, right? Because, like, they, all yeah. those kids had just graduated. Yeah, the year before. This is classic Stranger Things Season 4 at the Hellfire Club. You know, they played D&D, the upperclassmen. Eddie Munson was the leader. He, like, he was weird. They, you know, come on, guys. Nobody watches Stranger I Things. Watch that show. I watch Stranger Things, but uh, it's not much of a comparison to me. Stranger Things is wonderful. In my opinion, it's really more like Mac Duster vibes from It's Always Sunny. That one episode where like he thinks he looks cool because he's in a duster, and then Dennis also, like Dennis, calls him lame for it, but then gets the duster and wears it around, or or the other way around. I can't really remember that's, but that's definitely probably a better comparison i just wanted yeah, to bring ju- up just like things. dorks who find something and then they're like oh yeah i'm john wayne when in reality like no they're probably john you, wayne he's a prick just too. a fucking dork well yeah that is he's, true uh, he, he was kind of racist and he very much hated more than, Native more than kind of right yeah uh he was very racist very misogynistic uh real shithead all around had a couple decent movies. Yeah. Once I started learning more about him, I like I was like, eh, I don't care about his like projects anymore, or, like any of his stuff that he ever did. Yeah, we might do an episode on him down the road. Anyways, um, next next myth is kind of like half true, is that Columbine was a hostage situation. Like the cops did show up while the shooting was still active. But all they did was establish a perimeter, and they didn't make a move until SWAT arrived. But SWAT had to go back to the station to get, get their gear. And the truth was, both killers were dead by 12.08. Long before, like, hours before the police entered the building. How, um, how long did, like, the actual shooting part go on? Like About 45 minutes. Yeah, less than an hour. Yeah. That's still scary, Like, man. The, these things don't last long anyways, but, uh, but yeah, this one was pretty over and done with but still the news was able to show up before they died but the news didn't know that until hours yeah. later either so did it did they ever explain like why they just like i know they got you said they got bored and killed themselves but like there's no other explanation why they didn't like keep hunting or like do something else i mean like with someone like eric harris like even like this the small like sadistic things he does get joy out of aren't gonna last very long so like it was cool and exciting at first for him but like that quickly faded and it just became boring and 
Dylan, like, was just kind of following him around anyways, so, like, so what's he gonna do once Eric blasts himself? Like, it's just like, well, okay. So Dylan, so it was, like, actually proven that Dylan, like, killed himself. It wasn't like Eric, like, killed him and then killed his own self. Uh, I think... Like, I think Autopsy alludes to them both killing themselves. There are some conspiracy theories that Eric killed both of them. But those conspiracy theories get really fucking dumb really quick. Most do. I was about like, to say, as uh, most do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, Eric uh, had was kind of a wearaboo. Um, like, he was really into German and Nazi shit. Um, Dylan was half-Jewish. So, like, there's some conspiracy that, like, Eric planned this whole thing out for years just to kill Dylan. That's a wild which conspiracy theory. Which he could have done at fucking any time. Yeah. I, dude, how do you even, like, how do you even get into Nazi stuff? Like, uh, I've never you'd, even... You'd be surprised. Like, I guess because I don't, like, care about it or, like, anything like that. Like, like there's just... I don't even know how you would, like, get into it. Like, I don't know. Uh, we, like, that's an entire episode worth of explanations, but uh, we don't really need to get into it right now. Um, there's a lot of ways, unfortunately. There's a whole lot of ways. Uh, but part of the reason that people believed it was still an active shooting situation by the time the cops went in and like after the cops went in is because when SWAT entered they were shooting the uh, locks off of every door to open them so like people were still hearing gunshots four hours after the actual uh, attack and it was a like messy slow infiltration so it was just like really weird and like they were all just like standing on the hill off to the side like hearing random gunshots they were like oh what's that mean what's that mean and just like there's still shooting going on yeah and, and you're like in your bystander mind or like you know off by yourself you're like oh they're in like a gunfight they're not like not shooting locks or something like that so like news yeah. and stuff they're like oh they're still fighting and especially if you're, like, a student or, like, a parent of a student and you're, like, standing there and you're hearing gunshots, it's like, is that the one that just killed my child or, like, my best friend? Like, you don't know. Yeah. So, like, your mind wanders and the news is just eating it up, so. They're like, money! Yeah. yeah. So, uh, the next two are fucking infuriating. Cassie, like, the myth is that Cassie Bernal was martyred for her faith in God. The story goes that she, uh was put before the gun, asked if she believed in God by one of the two shooters, and when she answered yes, she was blown away. So Cassie did die, uh, unfortunately. Eric uh, pointed his shotgun under the table, said peekaboo, and killed her. But Craig Scott, who was a survivor, was on the other side of the room. He heard it, like, he heard the exchange and thought it was, and, and like, the do you believe in God exchange and thought it was Cassie. Cassie was killed by Eric, just peekaboo. So in reality, what Craig Scott heard was Valine Schnur. Uh, she was shot and was lying on the ground bleeding and said, oh my God, please don't let me die. You know, pretty understandable thing to say. Right. Dylan heard her, uh, and while he was reloading his shotgun, said, God, do you believe in God? She answered, yes. And he asked why, still reloading his shotgun. And she answered, because that's how I was brought up. 
So whether by divine inter- intervention or just Dylan, like, having a short attention span, he got distracted and left her alone. She ended up surviving, but Evangelist, sorry, evangelists appro- uh, appropriated her story to Cassie because Cassie couldn't speak because she was dead and therefore could go as a martyr, while Valine could speak and did and was ostracized for it. Um, like, they they stole her story and then, like, essentially called her a liar when she was like, hey, that's me, not Cassie. And also, like, what the fuck are you doing? People will try to use yeah. anything to gain. So gross. Yeah, a lot, of ch- a lot of church groups descended on this, and, like, mainly the... Like, while a lot of the other church groups were just like, hey, you can come to, like, our church and we can, like you know, try to talk about this, like, try to work through it, uh, we can gather, you know, all that kind of stuff, like, we'll, we'll set you up with food so you guys can, like, you know, get your head around, like, this horrible event. The evangelicals were going around, like, slapping, like, their, like, placards on people's cars, like, come to our church, like, you need more faith in God now. Like, they, they did... They use the entire event as a recruiting tool to push their rhetoric, and it's really fucking disgusting. Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, thoughts of, dude, so, the thoughts and prayers thing, like, it gets me. Like, it's yes. just... Like, I... Fu- it's fucking infuriating. <sighs> so, the next one is, nobody suspected a thing. Now, that's not to say anyone knew exactly what Harris and Klebold were planning, but there was a lot of signs that they were dangerous and escalating. Harris and Klebold had been r- ramping up their behavior for months leading up to the attack. They would go out on so-called missions, uh, where they would graffiti teepee houses and set fire to potted plants. Uh, on its own, this could be written off as bored te- teenagers, but like I said, it escalated. In January of 1999, Brooks Brown, a childhood friend of Dylan's and an on-again, off-again friend of Eric's, refused to give Harris any more rides to school after one of several arguments they had about his tardiness. Like, he'd, he'd be waiting for him to get to school, and because Eric was, like, lazy and slow to get out there, like, they would end up being late. And he's like, dude, I'm not giving you any more rides because you won't fucking, like, get out here. In retaliation, Eric broke his windshield with ice, which led to another argument, concluding with Eric threatening to kill Brown. And he did this very, like, aggressively and openly. And, uh, Dylan also secretly gave Brooks a website address to look up. It was Eric Harris's AOL profile, in which he detailed their acts of vandalism, building pipe bombs, and wanting to kill mankind. In particular, Brooks Brown. So obviously this freaked out Brooks Brown. He and his mother, like, took this to the police. The police got a search warrant, and then it just sat on their fucking desk. Classic police work. Exactly. Gotta love it. So it was noted by the police that pipe bomb evidence had been found, and the threat was credible enough to file a formal complaint. Shortly after, Eric and Dylan had been arrested for a completely unrelated incident on one of their so-called missions, these fucking dorks, they'd broken into a white van and stolen its contents. They were caught, arrested, and charged with a felony. But Eric's father, Wayne, was able to get them deferred to a juvenile program. Eric was a model member of the program, completing the requirements, never missing a counseling session, and apparently full of remorse for his deeds. He was able to do that because he was probably a psychopath. But privately, the boys were livid about the entire thing, and they began 
finalizing their plan. Judgment Day or NBK, as in Natural Born Killers, because they were big fans of that movie. The boys also got a friend, uh, who would later be uh, Dylan Klebold's prom date, to buy them multiple guns from a gun show and bought a fourth gun from another friend. Did, so, did they end up killing the brown kid? No, but we'll get to that. Like, there was a moment... I'm not sure if it was before they put the propane bombs in the cafeteria or if it was after that and when they were, like, coming back in with the guns. But Eric Harris ran into Brooks Brown. And Brooks Brown was like, what are you doing, man? And he was like, you're a good guy. Get out of here. He's just like, what? Uh, yeah, I'm going to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, I would have, yeah. Yeah. Uh so, the warrant to search Harris's property, which would have found the pipe bombs, the, uh, the illegally purchased guns. I mean, like, they were legally purchased, but not legally obtained, because they were not uh, they, 18 or Yeah, 21. it wasn't their guns, so it right. wasn't legally theirs. Yeah, so all of this that they would have found if they had executed that search warrant, his journal detailing his plans, uh, like... They didn't do that, and so they were obviously allowed to carry it out. Because if they had been caught with all that shit, like, that would have been multiple charges, and, like... So why did they say why they didn't carry it out, or was it Because they were fucking there? lazy. Yeah, it was just sitting there? It was just laziness. Like, did they let it... Did, uh, like, went... So... Did they let it go because they, like, got caught for something else? Or was it sitting there even after that? No, it was sitting there even after that. Okay. It was sitting there until after Columbine. Then they started putting all and the then, pieces together. Yeah, and then after the shooting, the Brown family publicly shamed the police for their inaction, which they were right to do. Like, they publicly called him out. It was like, dude, you had a search warrant. And in response, the sheriff went on TV to uh, publicly suspect Brooks to be an accomplice, to put him on the defensive. Oh, cool. What a... Yeah. What a what? A cab, baby. A cab. Fuck that shit. And then the police file and the search warrant disappeared until 2006. <laughs> they were just then it just showed back up again. Well, they, they were they what they probably did was they hid it in inventory or something like that, and then they probably had to completely do inventory over again, or they were moving it, and then they like popped up. Or there was a different sheriff yeah. in 2006. But in any case, it showed back up proving that the cops like covered it up and also like could have stopped yeah, it that's that's so awful yeah the victim's families fought in court to get police documents released but failed judge said no oh cool thanks judge yeah great system we have so the final myth is that doom made them do it or uh that they like planned it all out in doom this one's kind of frustrating because there's actually more correlation than there should be uh, so, despite being a six-year-old game at the time of the shooting, and have already been overwhelmingly eclipsed by newer games like Id's Own Quake from 1996, Duke Nukem from 1996, and even GoldenEye for the N64, Doom took the brunt of the blame. You know, I was waiting for us to get to the Doom part. I was like, what does this have to do with Doom? Yeah, and, it... And we got there. Yeah, so uh, Doom has your bloody marine facing off against the agents of hell, and that demonic element really pushed the narrative that the evil game was somehow a driving force for their violence. 
Eric Harris was a big fan of Doom and even designed some custom levels himself, perhaps even creating a level based on the high school, but the Columbine-designed level is believed to just be a rumor, or in any case, like, it hasn't resurfaced. And, I mean, like, yeah, I guess he could have been using it for, you know, practice or, like, dry runs or whatever, but, like, if you have any kind of, like, level design capabilities in you, you're gonna make stuff you recognize, and, like, if you're stuck at school every fucking day, like, not surprised he made a level out of it. Right. He could have done, he could have done that with, like, anything, any, any He could have done it with fucking Lego. Yeah, he could have done it with anything. It's just, yeah. it's so, it, it's, the correlation that people always try to make with video games and violence and, like, that it helps or that it, like, does all that is just so dumb. It's like, you let, you watch movies and do all these other stuff just because there's a different aspect to it doesn't mean you're going to go out and kill anybody or you're more prone to it. It's just, it's all dumb. I mean, didn't yeah, and- Catcher in the Rye make that guy murder John Lennon or whatever? Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm, something like yes, that. Just, I'm just joking. Just because you find inspiration from something doesn't mean that it's like going to inspire everybody. Like anybody can find inspiration in anything if they're willing to look for it. Yeah. Also, Doom sold two to three million copies, plus another million in sharewares. There aren't four million school shooters. Like six years later, like that shit just doesn't exist. Like. Violent people are going to be attracted to violent video games. They're going to be attracted to violent music. They're going to be attracted to violent movies. Like, getting rid of the violent movies isn't going to stop them. They're going to be violent anyways. They're just going to consume that because they enjoy it. But so do, like, plenty of well-adjusted normal people. I'm a well-adjusted normal person. Well, I did we, not we, have we're a not list. You've got to quit pretending we're that. Not, yeah, you're not... No. I didn't have a list in high school. <laughs> uh, let's not talk about this because it was something that might come up that you you might have had a list or something. But if Doom never existed, it would have been something else. Like, like you and I said, like if if he wanted to create like a dry run or like a if he wanted to plan it out, he could have planned it out with Legos or fucking Play-Doh. Like oh, it could have been anything. Could you imagine if Minecraft was a thing back then? Oh my goodness, he'd make the whole high school out of Minecraft blocks. Well, he probably would have thought Minecraft was, like, too stupid or something, or, like, too kiddie. He probably would have called it a slur. Yeah, it, <laughs> Like, one or the it other. It would have had to have been, like, like, Halo Forge or, like, some, something like that. Yeah. Like, or at least Roblox. So, so, the biggest, <laughs> least so was the biggest correlation with Doom, it, was, it, it wasn't that it was just violent, it's that, it, like, there was a conspiracy that he, like, created the school in it and, like, mapped it out through that, and that gave him, like, the catalyst to, like, really plan this? Well, he had, I guess, blueprints to the school at his house. I'm not sure if he just, like, got those from the yeah, library or those something. Those are public. Anybody uh, can, get, the, anybody can yeah. get any type of plans. And, and he played Doom. He did create custom levels. Whether or not he actually created the Columbine level, I couldn't find for certain. Uh, Snopes said no, but Snopes is also wrong from time to time. I don't know. What I do know is, like, nobody has publicly revealed this file so I don't. So they're know. just trying to say, like, because he played Doom, he did this. 
Like right. it, it helped. It, it like helped mold his mind to be a killer. Well, you got to remember, this is also just three years after the um, the hearing on violent video games. Like, it's still a pretty fresh subject, <laughs> and like violent video games get blamed for everything. Had any other violent crimes or violent like uh, actions like that had been like? Uh, blamed on video games before then like actual like something like national newsworthy um is this like the first first one i i think either mortal Kombat or night trap had been like even outside of the hearing had been catching a little bit like this person played night trap and then happened to murder someone or whatever what like, about tetris is there any tetris related stories Oh my god, have you never heard of yeah, I can't even finish that. <laughs> I, I I wanted to have something that I just I couldn't think of anything is gonna be like the the like I mean Tetris caused nine eleven, we all know that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, I mean they, they totally they what what is it called when oh you hit Tetris and they just took out a block that that whole block right there of the building? Yeah, took out took out the whole level. You know, Luke is really into Tetris. We might need to have him on a, a, a watch list. Yeah. And... Commit him to a somewhere real quick to get him evaluated. Yeah, that that's that's the main myths that uh, spawned out of Columbine. There's more, uh, and there's like conspiracy theories, but like that's enough of that. Uh, so once these false statements were out there, they were seen as fact. In the aftermath, people reacted viscerally. Yeah, Jesus. People reacted viscerally. They wanted answers and someone to blame. Believing those first rumors about bullying, schools introduced a lot of new safety measures that could ha- that had very mixed effects. A lot of schools installed more cameras, metal detectors, student IDs. Uh, student IDs helped limit and track who was on campus, which wouldn't have made a difference here, but it could help making sure an outsider couldn't just wander in like other school shootings. Uh, metal detectors are supposed to make sure no one can carry a weapon into school at the price of, you know, personal freedom and overall being a giant hassle. Pretty much Cameras turning keep it into eye- like a prison. Huh? Pretty much like turning the school into like a prison. At- yes. Uh, there is a lot of overlap between schools and prisons, uh, like, uh, my high school was designed by a guy who, like, an architect who had made his name designing prisons. So it's a lot of, like, the same kind of hallways you would have in a prison and that kind of my shit. My high school was not. It was round. It was very round was and full what? of asbestos. It was wonderful. Hell yeah. I loved it. <laughs> there was no windows. I you were not it. allowed to look outside. <laughs> no sunshine for you. Uh, so cameras keep an eye on the students and had uh, correlated correlated to a decrease in crime in schools, including violence, theft, and sexual assault, which is good. But I'm not sure how accurate that is because it's only a correlation. It's not like a causation. Um, it might like I, I'm sure it worked in some areas in those regards. I'm not sure how like overall if it, it helped. It probably or not. definitely helped uh, sexual assault, uh, mainly because. There's a lot of, even with cameras and stuff now, there is a lot of sexual assault in high school that goes unreported. Just because, like, it's so common for, like, a girl to be, like, groped or, like, something something of that manner to happen. And they just, like, like oh, this, is, this happens to me every day. I'm not going to report this. Like, they're not going to get in trouble. Nothing's going to happen. Because it's, like, it's so frequent. 
Yeah. Uh, a lot of schools also introduced zero-tolerance policies, a uh, very heavy-handed response to student conflict that punished all involved. Uh, this means that anyone involved in a physical confrontation received the same punishment. So if one student starts beating another one up, they both get det detention, suspension, or expulsion. Personally, I think it's a terrible policy because it punishes the innocent party and often leads to escalation. If you're going to be expelled for being hit, then there's really no reason not to hit back. Oh yeah, I totally agree. I got hit in high school. I mean, not, well, no, it was middle school. Nobody hit me in high school. Uh... Yeah, did did you guys deal with bullying very much? Uh, in middle school, for me, I was bullied a little bit more just because I went before I moved to where I live now. It was more city schools, um, so it was like bigger. I was just a nerdy, weird kid, so I did get picked on a, a bit. But once I like moved here, I didn't really see that much in these smaller like county schools, at least. I did like a little bit in my freshman year of high school uh and then like part of that like started to go away mainly because like i like i started to grow into like who i was in my body and like things so like people kind of stopped messing with me especially once you kind of like make like i kind of made my name heard like just through like athletics and stuff so like i became I guess a jock, like a more popular jock, and they like kind of knew that they couldn't mess with me. But just like in ninth grade, really, I don't remember any other like like middle school. I was pretty good. Elementary school, I I remember that the people were bullying people, but like not particularly towards me. Yeah, a lot of the time, at least with I noticed, like I would get picked on, but like even the people that were like would pick on me, they would pick on each other in some really dumb, stupid way. It was never just like a one-to-one -one sort of thing. I I never really had any bullying in junior high or high school. In uh, elementary school, we had this one kid. Like looking back, he probably had like a pretty rough like home life and everything. But like at the time, it was just like this dude's a fucking dick. Um, he joined us in I think second grade, and would like he was the only bully we really had. And like mostly it was just like fits of rage where he would like attack someone. But like I was bigger than him for uh, most of elementary school, so he couldn't like physically attack me without like the threat of getting his ass kicked. But I do remember one time in either fifth or sixth grade, uh, he he tried to harass me because I uh, cried playing baseball or something like that, and like he was mocking me for crying. And I just turned to him and I was like, "You're fat," and then I just walked away. Never <laughs> oh bothered me God. again. <laughs> Which I know is not the proper way to handle that, but it fucking worked. <laughs> Dude, as I like, as I got older, and like away from high school and everything and like looking back on like just people who had problems or people that were bullies or people that like were going through things in like elementary school middle school high school like i guess because i've become much more educated on the like those things that were happening like i can clearly see like oh this person definitely had like a hard home life or this person was going through probably this sort of thing and that's why they were acting this way they were like looking for attention or they were doing this it's like it's pretty like interesting 
to see like to like understand like what these people more were going through and like as i've gotten older i guess it's not like forgiveness or anything for them just being like awful people but it's more like i can i understand how to like empathize with what they were going through at the time and it's not necessarily their fault because like they can't control their home life you know they can't control like if their parents are like not giving them attention or if they're feeling crappy about themselves and stuff like that like it, it, like i understand how to empathize with that now as i've gotten older yeah i, I agree to that to a certain extent like it's really hard to like reach a like third grader who's going through that and being like hey like i know like you've got a hard time but like you can't bring that here to like these people because like these shouldn't be your victims because you were victimized but like in high school when some guy's acting like a dick it's just like yeah well you've had enough time to like grow out of this so like but not really like high school is a it's a that's a that's a hard time for a lot of like youth so like it's dude it is real rough for you in high school especially because that's when like 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 as a kid you can still like as a kid before like you hit your teenage years or anything like that you can still be like oh my parents still love me like in your mind like you oh they still love me even though they're not here they beat me you know they do all this but then over the time you like start to resent and you're like you hit high school and you're like, dude, my parents hate me. I'm getting beat every night or like something bad's happening to me. And like now you're in high school and you're like, I need help, but I don't want to tell anybody. How can I make myself feel better? How can I ask for help? Oh, I'm going to pick on this kid. Maybe I'll get like in trouble. Maybe I'll, and maybe something will happen to where like my, I, the, the attention that I need will come to me if I'm bad enough. And, like, they might not be actively thinking about that, but they're, that's, like, them searching for that help. And, uh, um, like, it, 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 teenage high school, I would say that's honestly, like, the hardest time for you to, like, cope with yourself uh, as, as, like, a person because you don't, you have no idea, like, how to, how to, like, figure everything out at that point because especially if your home life's bad and like you don't have any friends or you don't feel like anybody cares about you you're not going to talk to anybody so you're just in your head and reiterating these things over and over and over again so you just keep going down further and further and further sometimes other times kids are just shit I do, there is one thing that i like i wish that i, I could have happened to me uh, when I was like, especially in middle school, mainly because looking back on it, I see that like a lot of kids were like bullied and they were going through a lot of things. I wished I could have matured a little more quickly to be able to like stop those things because I definitely had the power and ability to be like, hey, you don't need to do this like to these kids or I could have like stepped in and done stuff like I didn't. I don't think I actually started doing that stuff until like junior year and that's like that's when I like started to actually mature as like a like as a person to understand like these things that are happening aren't right I should protect these kids or like help but that's just you know hindsight looking back on your life like you can't really change it right another uh side effect of all this was that believing the kids were loners or part of the trench coat mafia 
also led to some actual targeting of actual loners, and in some cases, an increase in bullying to them, or ostracization, because, like, it's like, oh, well, like, this guy's a weird little, like, loner, like, he's gonna become the next school shooter, like, fuck that kid. Like, even though that kid has, like, done nothing to harm anyone. Yeah, being a loner, that's, like, I know, and for most people that they don't understand, like, they're probably not choosing to be a loner. There's some other things that are, like, supporting that fact that they're a loner. Like, you you may have not grown up, like, with social skills or, like, with, like, things can, can be going on. Like I said earlier, like, it's so, like, it's so tough, dude. Like, it's, it is, it, honestly, it's tough to make friends. Like, if there's nothing, like, that you feel like that can combine you, it's hard. Especially when you get out of high school. Adult make it, like, friends as adults, super hard. Yeah, I don't know how I would make friends as an adult. I really didn't form my friendships until around my junior year of high school. That's when I started forming, like, my real friendships. I had, like, a couple of friendships, but they weren't really, like, big connections to me. It was just friends, and then I managed to make the big connections I did starting like my junior year and like getting invited to hang out with my friends and do stuff with them. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I have a weird opposite effect where like people just become my friends, like whether I want them to or not. And mostly it involves a lot of like coworkers just talking to me when I'm taking a piss at the urinal. Like they'll just start like actual conversations. And it's just like, the fuck is happening? I don't understand people that talk in the bathrooms. I hate that. (laughs) It happens all the fucking time. I get it occasionally. I hate it. I literally, like if you talk to me in the bathroom, you're going to think I'm the worst person. I will ignore you. Do not talk to me in the bathroom. I'll just be like, yep, yeah, and <laughs> try to just not pay attention Those to Those people, it. dude, I, I don't get them. I don't get It's em. just a weird side effect of my family, Riz. Like, people just, like, can't help themselves but fucking talk to me. <laughs> All right, so let's let's move on. We're uh, we're getting pretty close to done, but we have been talking for a while. So uh, the next thing, the NRA, the National Rifle Association, knew it would be in the crossfire since the NRA are very pro gun advocates. Any mass shooting brings a lot of glaring eyes their way. Um, they're also like not very responsible with how they advocate, but it's neither here nor there so advocating for lax gun laws makes a lot of people see them as responsible uh whether or not you agree with that the nra doesn't catch blame without reason the nra literally quote unquote sticks to their guns even in the case uh, even in the wake of horrible scenes like columbine and the response can often be seen as cold-hearted cold-hearted and insensitive days after the shooting the nra decided to still hold their annual meeting in denver which is like uncomfortably close both time-wise and distance yeah they were they were met by thousands of protesters during the meeting charlton heston the president of the nra at the time addressed the attendees quote why us because their story needs a villain they want us to play heavy in their drama of packaged grief to provide riveting programming to run between commercials for cars and cat food the dirty secret of this day and age is that political gain and media ratings all too often bloom on fresh graves that's a, that's definitely cold. Like that's yeah. that's not like. I mean, for them, it's probably like great uh, 
like they felt like it was like a great PR statement and said what they like want, like accomplished what they wanted to and reinforced their like members like brains and stuff but in like general like public people who don't really like could care less about the NRA or like guns or like even if they're gun advocates they don't like aren't NRA people like I don't care anything about the NRA but I personally have like you know guns but like <laughs> why did you make a face like that when you said it I, that was I, very I, I weird I didn't know how you guys were going to react to it but uh Sure. But, like, I mean, that's, like, terrible. Like, regardless, you should address, like, that it's saddening that these, you know, kids died and that you, you know, at least sympathize with them and their families a little bit. But doesn't the NRA have, like, a track record of, like, doing things like that anyway? Like, didn't, like... Just recently, like in the past few years, they held like another convention right close to another huge shooting. To be fair, I mean, like any weekend you book, chances are. But yes, uh, they they uh, do not compromise in the face of like one of these events. I don't know much about the NRA. I just like I don't really care to like. It's just like I don't like. It, it's never interests me to like figure out what they are or anything so i don't really know like much of their like stances or like actual political views i uh i have a lot of terrible things to say about the nra i'm actually pretty pro-gun because like armed minorities are harder to oppress uh but the nra is a terrible fucking organization for the most part um and they also like kind of show their hand far too often like they'll they'll like stick to their guns when uh fucking uh, a mass shooting happens but then they like won't say a peep after like a legal black gun owner gets killed by police for being an illegal black gun owner yeah uh anyways their response in colorado is how they responded to pretty much every other mass shooting since then the following year Colorado voters overwhelmingly passed a gun show loophole measure to stop private buyers and sellers at gun shows from skipping background checks. I don't know how actually well that is enforced, so I don't know if it's very effective, uh, but it seems like a good measure. But same year, legislators also adopted a measure to prohibit local governments from filing negligence lawsuits against the gun industry and approved a bill protecting people who want to drive across the state with guns in their car, as well as a bill that uh, that kept concealed carry permits anonymous. Dude. So, Gun laws are wild. Yeah. Georgia gun laws are wild. You don't have to have a concealed carry license or anything anymore. Is it yeah, just for like weird. handguns or is it... I mean... Well, I mean, it's hard to conceal carry <laughs> I mean, most other guns, that's but not, you could. I mean, but in the case of Columbine, they wore those trench yeah. coats; they hid their shotguns under them. It, so, like, is that a concealed carry? I'm it, not sure. It's if mainly for it's mainly for handguns, so you can carry it like anywhere, like as long as you're a Georgia resident. Like, there's no law against it. Like, you don't have to do anything. It's better if you have your concealed carry license because it's harder. Like, if you get caught with it or something it's harder to i guess say that you're doing something bad but uh, yeah like yeah and i'm sure they enforce those laws like 
perfectly even across the spectrum. Oh, for yeah, sure. If you're and wide, I, yeah, yeah. If you're, if you're yeah. And I know Indiana, I'm pretty sure it's, they're pretty lax on their gun laws. So that's kind of like why you see like an, an at least, I, I actually don't know how true it is. It's from what I've have read is like that's why you see like an influx of like weapons moving over towards like illinois where their gun laws are stricter you can just go across straight state lines and yeah uh, i haven't i haven't checked in the last few years but wisconsin always had like really lax gun laws so like if you were in illinois and you needed guns like just a couple hours across the border and you're good to go well a lot Um, of dude i mean there's so many places you can buy guns like like readily without like true background checks or like privately stuff like that it's so like and you don't have to go very far in any direction so yeah it's so like the thing is even if i'm not going to get into gun and political things let's just keep talking about this all right so after columbine the families of the victims were very litigious which is at least somewhat understandable. They filed suits against the school, the sheriff's office, AOL, id Software, Sega, Harrison Klebold's parents, uh, Robin Anderson, which was Dylan's prom date that uh, bought three of the guns used in the shooting. Which, I mean, like, sheriff's office, the school, uh, well, not even really the school, mostly just the sheriff's office, and I guess to an extent Harrison Klebold's parent and Robin Anderson, like, I can kind of understand, but AOL and id Software and Sega are just, like, so, like, just out of pocket, like, just, like, come on, guys. Like, they're just lumping it all together and hoping they got, like, you're just throwing it at, throwing it out there and hope you hit something, I think. Yeah, the lawsuit against the entertainment companies were eventually thrown out. Eventually, uh, things quieted down, some lawsuits settled, some were thrown out. But since then, just about every time a shooting occurs on a national, like, that reaches national attention, video games always catch some of the blame. Uh, At this point, Doom's 30 years old, almost. Uh, Players have moved on to newer games, but the blame continues. It was brought up after Virginia Tech, Parkland, the Walmart in El Paso, even earlier last year, or the year before, uh, the prosecutor in the Kyle Rittenhouse trial brought up violent video games, but the science does not yeah, support dude, it. Yeah, brought up Call the of National... Duty. It was so funny, dude. I, like, yeah. I, Kyle Rittenhouse, piece of crap. But, like, that trial and all that stuff, dude. Yeah, oh. just very... That's like, awful. Dumbest, darkest timeline. Anyway, uh, the National Center of Health Research has concluded that there is no clear evidence to support the assumption that violent video games lead to more lethal violence or other criminal activity. Focusing on violent video games in the aftermath of a school shooting detracts from other areas where legislation could actually benefit the masses and lower the possibility of such events. Whether on purpose or accident, blaming violent video games like Doom acts like a smokescreen for much more prevalent causes of violence instead. Instead of video games, we could be talking about poverty, mental and physical health care, or any other topic that actually is connected to violent crime. But instead, gotta blame the game. Yeah, they just want to blame, like, I I think as we, especially as uh, our generation gets older, and maybe uh, the generation before us, I always forget what they're called, because I just don't care about Gen Gen X. Oh, like Gen X, like, I think as we, as... The uh, boomers and the other gen, like all of that, start to go. I don't think video games or like stuff like that will be the like a big 
point anymore, especially with like with uh, millennials. Like we, I mean, how many of us like play video games and don't correlate to it? The number's much higher than previous generations. Yeah. Uh, it's, I believe that trend's still continuing. I don't really know much about Gen Z when it comes to well, their consumption. I mean, they're still there, dude. They uh, play. I think they play even more video game. Like it's so like it's so just nonchalant. Like, you know, at the beginning of our generation, playing video games was still like, oh, you play video games? Aren't you, like, a nerd or weird or you're wasting your life? But, like, now there's, like, oh, you play video games? That's just normal. Like, everybody does it. What games yeah, do you it, play? You play Fortnite? Yeah. It's it's weirder now uh, if somebody says they don't play video yeah. games. It's just, like at all yeah, they, they, I mean, there's Nothing? something that they, there's something that they play like even people who don't like video games they're like oh yeah i, I used to play like facebook games or like mobile games it's like yeah. dude it's the same thing you're playing I'll a video play farmville game. yeah like yeah and farkle yeah it's just video games are so prevalent in our like society in general like yeah. people people might say oh i don't play video games but i can guarantee you there is something that you're doing that is correlated to a video game that you have in your life like it may not seem like a traditional video game but it is like video video games have transcended in such a way that like they're just part of our like lives and always will be like even as we move into like ar stuff and ai and everything like that dude ai is just don't get me. St- I'm, I'm not gonna get started on AI, but like, it's just gonna make this one point. AI is still a form of a video game. Like it came from like video, basically video game creator stuff. Like they're just NPCs that end up getting like life. You know, you're playing. That's just a you're playing Sims with an AI. That's all it is. Just uh, there's more I can go into, but but video games are wonder. One one thing I'm really surprised by is um is is that uh the Matrix didn't get blamed. At least not that I could find. I I, I think movie people don't want to like blame movies or like things like that as much, I don't think. No, there were other movies blamed. Um they didn't get nearly the like rhetoric that Doom did, uh, but movies did still get blamed. But the Matrix came out a month before the school shooting, and it's full like with trench it coats. involves characters wearing black trench coats, literally shooting up like a police station and bombing buildings, and nothing. Yeah. Well, it's Keanu Reeves. I'd rather though. check He's your ticket su- stubs. Keanu's a sweetheart. How can you blame him for anything? I was two years yeah. old when this happened. Maybe not. Really. You said it was like 96, right? No, no, 99. 99, shit. That's right. So you would have been, what, five? Yeah. Keanu and I were like eight. Yeah. Eight. Yeah. Well, I think eight we we were both seven, but just just before yeah. turning eight, yeah. I think I just misheard yeah. a year at some point, so that's what threw me off. Uh, a couple of the games I mentioned came yeah. out in 96. Gotcha. <laughs> Video, it's just like... Video game correlation and, like, movie and music and all that, it, it all kind of, like, you can lump it all into one. Like, we would have to take away every stimulus at this point and, like, 
It, it would be like how like uh, how medicine works. Like, oh, you think something you're allergic to something or, or medicine's like harming you? We have to take it all away and gradually add one until we see like what's doing it. You would have to take every every stimulant that we like take in now away and then gradually add it back and see what correlates to violence and yeah but the thing is if you took it all away the violence would still yeah that's what i'm saying but nobody wants to like see that like when they're trying to like blame video games or music or movies or any of our like entertainment like it's just uh, the, the 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 argument is so i guess as as we've gotten older and like as it's grown it's just so weak in general like to try to blame other things yeah since columbine more than 226,000 students have experienced gun violence at u.s schools according to the washington post in 2019 an 18 year old girl named sol Piaz, who was infatuated with the columbine story which is weird because she wasn't even born when it happened, traveled all the way from Florida to Littleton, Colorado, where she purchased the same type of gun two miles away from the school. Uh, this caused a massive manhunt that ended with her taking her own life. So, this shit's still well, going. Uh, dude, if you think about the Columbine thing in general, like, TV has made, like, so many different epi- like uh, episodes of, like... In, in different TV shows and just movies and stuff, they kind of, like, replay the instances of, like, how that worked or how school shootings happened in the same way. And, like, isn't that somewhat more glorifying or, like, making people figure out infatuations to with these stories to want to do that? Like, I don't know, like, there's just so... Like, think about how many TV shows blew up with school shootings after... Uh, after this incident because they knew it was they knew people were going to watch it i mean even now south park i think last year or the year before made an episode where there was school shootings going on at south park elementary and that was only like only stan's mom gave a shit no one else cared there's like oh another shooting happened uh, it's showing like we're, we're kind of desensitizing ourselves to it more and more yeah. I was just kind of adding on to that. It's, what's the first... It's kind of hard not to. Yeah. It's fucking exhausting. What's the first school shooting TV show like that you guys remember? Mine was uh, Degrassi when uh, Drake got shot. I have no memories of a school shooting. Yeah, episode. I don't have oh memories gosh, of Oh my gosh, you guys need to watch better uh, TV rather there was, than your anime. There was one Canadian show that had one in like 2019 that was really intense because it was like shot as if it was one take. Ooh. Um and it had uh, the guys from Letterkenny in it, which was so bizarre. Interesting. Because it's, like, a very serious, like, scene. But, like, Wayne and, um, uh, God, I, now I can't remember his name. Uh, the guy in the, like, real sh- uh, tight white t-shirts with the mullet. Yeah, I know, I know uh, you're talking about. I can't think of his name. Yeah, McMurray. McMurray. Um, yeah, they were both uh, police officers in that scene. It was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> that's an so, interesting one. That's all I got. All right. Well, we've been talking for an hour and a half. That's uh, that's going to be uh, all of it except for final thoughts. Do we have anything else we want to say before we get I've going? I think I've said a lot and enough, so I'm going to leave it at that. I think like if I say anything else, it's just going to be reiterating what I've said before in the episode. I feel pretty good about it. 
well, not about the episode. Right, it's Mikey. a terrible thing, and uh, school shootings shouldn't happen, and kids shouldn't die, and they shouldn't be scared to go to school. They should enjoy school and enjoy learning. Uh, we shouldn't be pub pushing. Dang it! I had final thoughts. I hate my life. Uh, <laughs> that we shouldn't be pushing homeschool because I got a lot of stories about homeschool, and I don't think it's good. Anyway, that's where I'm going to stop. I'm going to see who jabs at me. All right, Mike, you got anything else before you go back to your hole? Uh, I most points of what Kevin just said, I agree with. Um, I, you know, with what's still going, it's like I said, it's still going on, getting desensitized to it. Nothing's being changed. Anytime something like this happens, we do have talks about it, but nothing changes. And I'd like to see it. Hopefully, in my lifetime, before the end of it, we do see a change, but you, you never know whether that be something different with guns or... I, I don't I don't know. You know what they should do? What the change could do is instead, like, make everybody play a video game. Everyone in the world, wants a, every time a school shooting happens, and, we, and it has to be, like, a gentle video game to, like, Make us love each other and understand things. Among us. Like, uh, but that, that doesn't have any killing or anything like that. Like, like I, I know what I'm trying to get out, but it's like an educational video game about gun violence everybody should play to, like, either make... <laughs> it'll either go really well or it'll make more people want to be violent about guns. the fuck is he talking about? I'm rambling. I'm a rambler. I'm a rambling man. Okay. Kevin, do our plug so we can get out of here. <laughs> Guys, thanks for listening. I think King's having a aneurysm with the Kevin-isms that are happening and his ramblings. But uh, catch us for more on Twitter at what underscore we underscore consume and on Instagram at what we consume podcast. Mike, do you want to be caught anywhere? Uh, no, but I do want to... I, I do got to say, uh, you, you got to be a little more... I don't see you posting too much on 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 the Twitters. I've been very, on I've been very busy. I have a real life job. I think you need to hire a social media jobs. manager. Not me because I wouldn't do shit. No, I just need to take. Someone. I just need to take it more seriously. But this part's going to be cut, and Mike's voice is going to be out of this whole episode now because of this. It's, <laughs> you're, they're just going to be I'm just, blank spots, and they're like, "What's supposed to be there?" I just wanted to put it out there vocally for everyone who does listens. Like, I'd like I'd like for this to spread for you guys, regardless if I'm on here more or less. Oh, I see. He's I really, trying a personal gain right now, everybody. No, personal gain, shut, dude. I mean, even if he was, he's not wrong. I I, I really appreciate what you guys do. Uh, I, I enjoy most of the, the videos you guys put out unless it's something that doesn't interest me, but I'll still listen to it just because I, I do appreciate what you guys do do. do. Uh, I do think they're just it, we can you can have that conversation in private, I suppose, but I, I just do want to put it out there for everyone who does listen like I do appreciate what you guys have been doing and have been doing for a year now, right or almost a year. Yes, this is our anniversary episode. Yay, we did it. Yeah, it's been a year. And I get to be on it. You're welcome. All right, so next week we are going to uh, do an episode on The Matrix. The first one, not the other two. Or the Animatrix or any of that shit. Just the first one. So if anyone wants to watch it, get prepared for the next episode, have at it. Uh, other than that, I'm at King Hagathor on Twitter. Bye bye